Have you ever entertained the idea of trying to find life on this planet? I've seen the life on this planet, Scully, and that is exactly why I'm looking elsewhere. Do you believe in UFOs? Bob always wondered how many people really do believe there's something else out there. So I decided to start this podcast and talk to regular old people and find out what they think. So let's begin. Today I am interviewing Marco Antonio Varela. He's an entrepreneur, artist, film producer, and he's here to talk to me about UFOs and all his other hobbies. So here we go. Make sure I'm recording. I don't want another incident. Oh, I don't record. Right. <laughs> now I should be good to go. All right. Okay. So, um, uh, Luis was telling me a lot of, uh, well, not a lot of things, but just some things about you that you're into the uh, UFO subject. Uh, I'm, I don't know if he. Oh told, yeah. He he um, he told you that that's what we're gonna talk about though, right? I don't want to yeah. catch you off guard or anything. Oh no 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 it's all good. Uh so uh. Uh, you want to tell me some a uh, little bit about yourself? Uh, I mean, how'd you get into the subject? Are you like really, really? Oh, into I've it? always, I've always liked all this stuff ever since I was a kid. Always, mm-hmm. you know, anything that has to do with with uh, UFOs or supernatural stuff or you know the megalithic stuff all over the world. I mean, anything, anything that has to do with that, I've always liked it. Yeah, I mean. Um... I don't. I honestly, I don't remember when I started getting into this, but it probably started when I was young too. I just can't remember. Mm-hmm. I remember right. when we were growing up. We were all. I would always see videos of. Well, they were watching videos, and I'd get hooked on it. Right, right. And I'm always watching ancient aliens. You know, uh, buying the books uh, of of any. I mean, there was this one book uh, called The Demonologist by this couple that uh, went out and investigated um, homes when somebody called them up. Um, And because they knew about houses and all that, you know, the first thing they say, well, you know, let's see if the creaking is not your house just being old or whatever. And if if, uh, all the normal stuff didn't didn't fit what was happening, then they would go, okay, well, then we got something else. And um, in this book, they they um they just collected all their best cases and i mean all the stuff that you read in there is just amazing and from uh examples of somebody using the ouija board uh to call things in the house and then once the thing is in there then you have the scratchings and you have uh actual physical things changing you know um or or moving around or you know beds being uh, undone after you make the bed and the medicine mm. of the of the father ending in the toilet i mean all kinds of stuff and and one of the things that that i, th- I thought was really interesting is that um he makes a, a distinction between ghosts and demons and and ghosts are just you know men that or people that have passed right that they don't know mm-hmm. how to get you know they're attached to whatever they were in in in, in their when they were alive but the demons were didn't never had any any human form, and they said, "Well, they're the real enemies of man." And he explains that they're in pain, and the reason that they want to, you know, when they when they do all the noises in the house or whatever, is that they're trying to um, wear down your willpower 
so that they can possess you and stop feeling pain. But because they're enemies, then they once they're shielded from the pain, they continue to to do bad stuff. You know. Yeah. Um, when I was in China, I, I bought myself a camera, and I, a digital camera, and I just started taking pictures, and I started getting all these orbs everywhere. You know. And then when where I worked. I, I would take pictures of the same place and I started recognizing the same orbs by the size and the color, you know, and mm -hmm. then and so now, I, you know, I get, I got, uh, uh, you know, the most common ones are the, the semi-transparent gray, but I got um, blue, violet, gold, uh, multicolored, uh, pure white, you know, they're just everywhere. Yeah. And then when I got here, um, I bought a video camera that could take videos on, you know, in, in complete darkness because I figured, well, if the digital camera can take pictures, the digital video should do it, right? Makes sense. So, and it did. Now, with the video, I don't get them all the time. With the camera, I get them like 99% of the time, they're, they're there. With the video, I would make one-minute videos, uh, and if there's nothing, I would just delete that just to save you know memory yeah. but then when you when i did catch something then you see behavior you see how they fly how fast they fly uh of, of course everything looks greenish but but uh for example as far as behavior i would take videos in my room right and then the first few minutes i would catch a you know a, you know quite a bit and then nothing the rest of the night and that kept happening i thought well maybe they know that i they know that I'm videotaping or something. So the next time I, 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 that that happened, you know, I took a few videos in the room. And then when I couldn't get any more, I went to the living room and boom, then I started catching them over there. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty, pretty darn cool. Yeah. So I, I was talking to my brother and I was telling him how you, like, uh, how we were talking about going to Skinwalker Ranch and all that. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to kind of tell them like all the all the stuff that you've done, like um, as far as like the the silos and then anything related to like UFO topic. Well, the the re well, I went to 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 Roswell for a film location because I'm working on trying to get a film produced that I wrote, and I needed a a, um, a nuclear silo, so I met this guy who owns one, and I went there, but. Um, even when I was the, in, in there, I could get orbs, right? But mm -hmm. the Skinwalker Ranch, it, that comes from seeing, seeing one of the programs in, in uh, Ancient Aliens. And what I find interesting is that it's, it's been um, uh, this guy Bigelow, who owns uh, a space uh, company, owned the ranch for like 20 years and he kept on investigating all the stuff that was happening there. Then he sold it to another guy, a real estate agent from Utah who took it over. And the last thing I read is that now all the, all the roads to Skinwalker Ranch, which is 540 some acres, they're blocked and they don't allow anybody in. But I can see why they're doing it. You know, A, to keep people away and B, so that they can, they're free to investigate and sell their, seri their, their series on TV, which is happening now. 
But what I was telling Luis is that uh, I don't think that, I mean, if there's anything going there, I don't think it's just on that piece of land. This you probably can see stuff or or experience stuff on the on the stuff around it. So I thought maybe we could you know go on a trip and just see what happens you know, but yeah. but just figure out you know what are what are the lim the, the the property limits somehow, and then just go to the areas on the other side of that and just and just see what happens. Yeah, just somewhere near there. Yeah, because yeah. I've I've been hearing about a uh, Skinwalker Ranch for for a long, long time, and then they mm -hmm. even uh, the first story I heard about it was whenever there was a the, I guess one of the first families that or maybe the first family I don't remember where they saw that giant wolf and they shot at it and then nothing happened right. to it, and then right. uh, and then the, their cows uh, was it, was mutilated. It, was, yeah, was it their bulls? I think they 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 raised and and sold bulls. And that they were the bulls were stuck on the ceiling on the roof of their house, something like that. But mm -hmm. and then uh, and that's uh, they got I guess they got freaked out and they sold it and then and that's when I guess it started changing hands. But that, that right that, and and then they also there's also been a lot of UFO sightings yeah. as well. Um, and then just yeah you, that wolf and skinwalkers are supposed to be Indian um, witches or whatever that can change form to animals mm -hmm. so when they so that story on that wolf that was supposed to be the you know this indian guy who somehow changed into a wolf form mm -hmm. kind of thing well let me ask you this uh, before we get to uh into the uh, ufo or anything uh, let me ask you a question so how do you feel uh, you, you start, i know you started off about uh, i guess ghosts or spirits or whatever you call well it. that's how i started getting my 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 own proof you know because when you hear people say oh you know my house is haunted or that other house is haunted and and you probe a little bit more you can never get to the house you can never you know oh it was a friend of a friend of a friend and you can never actually go there so when I started taking the pictures and the videos, that, that was my own proof that all that stuff exists. And I figure, you know, if if these orbs exist, um, you know, why wouldn't the other stuff exist, right? Uh, when I was in Italy for um, an upper summer program, I took my video camera and I used it, I, I was renting a room um, on this house right outside the town we were in, which was about a mile away, but there was no no electric lights. I mean, it was a dirt road. So the guy said, you know, there's, there's you know, uh, snakes here, so be careful. So I used the, the video camera to see the road at night when there's no light to make sure that I wasn't going to step on a, on a snake because it was summer. So anyway, uh, one of these days that I was using it to to look at where I was going, I saw this mist. You know, you you you. I'm sure you've seen picture uh, pictures of mist. It looks like cigarette smoke, but at the time nobody was smoking. You know, and it just looks like a little cloud in front of the people or around them. Well, this thing looked exactly like it, except because I'm videotaping it. I'm watching it move and it, it's it's a, a, like a cloud, so it doesn't have a specific human form or anything like that, but it moves together. 
You know what I mean? And I have that on, I, I uploaded that on YouTube. So you guys can look at it if you want. Let me ask you this. So uh, like ghosts, UFOs, uh, I, from the sound of it, you're really, really, you're positive that's out there, right? Something oh, yeah. Oh, oh, definitely. So how do you feel about the other uh, strange things people talk about, like uh, Bigfoot or uh, all those? Well, okay, so there's got to be, you know, I always think where, where there's smoke, there's fire, you know? Um, so people people have been looking at something, right? And And I guess there's only like that one, only one really good video of, Bigfoot that was taken, you know, what in the 40s or 50s or something, where you can actually see it moving around. But other than that, there's, uh, you know, I, I was reading an article and somebody was talking about about Bigfoots and and he was, he, you know, he brings a good point. He says, well, if these are, you know, prehistoric apes because they were, they 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 have found bones of prehistoric apes which were huge. And if they're still alive nowadays, where are the bones? You know, what are they doing with the bones? Yeah. My my take on you know, that or, is, I believe, uh, I, I I can believe, like you said, they have found uh, what are they what are they call it, the giant tip, giant tip, whatever. It's right, that's the one. I can't say right, right now. I can't. But anyways, um, I I have a feeling that people maybe there was a few of them alive back in like early 1900s, maybe a few hundred, maybe a few thousand. But I think by mm -hmm. now, if there were any alive, I think they're all gone by now. I mean, you think about it, how many, uh, I think, I can't, top of my head, I can't think of, but every year an animal goes extinct, you know? Some species of right. animal, because we're destroying their, uh, where they live or whatever. So, I mean, the, the possibility of Bigfoot uh, being alive maybe 100, 200 years ago, I see it more likely, If I mean, if they were real or whatever. But I think now, I think it's, I'm sure if they were alive, they're extinct. They're all extinct by now. Well, I don't know because they're still looking. They're still you still get stories nowadays of people, you know, seeing them or or campers where you know you're up in 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 Canada and you're camping in the middle of the woods and then you have stones being thrown at you or you hear the sounds of this animal howling or whatever, which doesn't sound like a you know, like a wolf howling or anything like that. So uh, I don't know that they're extinct so much. Um, it's just, you, I guess you got to be at the right place at the right time. I did I did see um, a video or a picture of a, yeah, a video where somebody captured a, a, what, a, what apparently is a young uh, Bigfoot peering through bushes in you know looking at the guy so you can totally see the face of a like the two eyes and about half the face of you know this monkey man or whatever um and that's not from 200 years ago this is within the last three years i mean that'd be interesting to see that video or is it a piece of a picture or a video uh, i think it was a video uh, you just Google stuff on YouTube. You, I mean, you go, go on YouTube and you start looking through all the stuff and, um, you know, you find it. I didn't, I didn't save it. I, I should have, but I didn't. 
Yeah, that's a um, lot. Yeah, I mean, there's so much on YouTube right now. So many fakes and stuff. It's hard to, yeah. to sit there and go through. Because like you said, maybe one of them, one out of a thousand might be real. But there's mm-hmm. so much fake stuff out there that it might just kind of blend in right. with all the fake stuff. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, yeah. and see, that's the problem, right? Everybody, Everything with CGI, it's gotten so good that it's hard to distinguish unless you're an expert. And then if you go to the old stuff, um, they didn't have good enough cameras, you know. So then the only thing you can do is go find, try to go find it yourself. So so I have a question for both of you. So I know you are saying that the, the chances of Bigfoot being alive right now are like slim. Like it, it, there is a chance that they want to extinct. What about this idea, though? What if the same UFOs that everyone's been seeing, it so Bigfoot, what if Bigfoot is an alien and he's one of those aliens on the UFOs that everyone has been seeing? Do y'all think that might be a possibility? It could be. I mean, why not? At this point, anything anything works. But then you would probably be seeing the two the two things together you know like if you see a bigfoot and then then you see a little ship go by or something you know yeah or uh, lights or or something i, yeah. mean, I have a i don't think i had a hard time believing that and the thing about bigfoot is i was real into bigfoot and then uh and then just recently not recently but a few years ago people started seeing supposedly a dog man which is supposed to be some kind of werewolf looking right. creature and I'm just like, and that, that kind of burned me out on Bigfoot because I was like, I think it's just people exaggerating on stories. Because, I mean, the yeah. I think Bigfoot, because we have fossil evidence of a giant ape or whatever, that's more right. uh, possible. But when you start talking about giant werewolves and this and that and... Yeah, it, and then you have the Mothman, right? Yeah, the you Mothman. You know, it's like, what the heck is that? Yeah, At least with Bigfoot, you can, they, they make, they made molds of of the of the footprints you know mm-hmm. at least you got something yeah bigfoot you have uh, fossils and stuff and footprints whether you want to believe the real or not you have evidence some kind of evidence when all these other creatures it's stories and and you really don't have anything and so it's kind of hard to go on with uh or the crypto crypto like a cryptozoology yeah. all the creatures yeah. that right aren't supposed to be alive but somehow people see them right right but um yeah so, like nessie yeah. yeah or that too i mean exactly. by now by now they they i mean I, i'm i'm not really sh- remember how big the the Loch Ness is how big it is but by now if somebody was really serious about it you can you can use sonar you can use whatever that goes all the way to the bottom and you would have seen something moving or at least a big mass of something in the water i would i would think i don't know and then, of course, those dinosaurs, because that's like the size of a dinosaur, wouldn't, you would see them on, you would see something. Either you would see young ones, I mean, because they don't live forever, you know. Even a T-Rex only lived, you know, again, again according to archaeologists, you know, like 40 years, you know, if you survived that long. Um, but the bones are there, you know, uh, you would find, you would find the bones of the Loch Ness monster on the, you know, on the rocks around the, the, the lake or whatever. You would find those if they were continuously living since then. 
but you don't you know the, or, or 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 even the eggs or i mean something you know or or even in the water you would find something you know if it, if it was a completely aquatic animal you would you would see something you know some sort of, of eggs or whatever i mean of course you know you have dolphins and all that and they don't lay eggs you know but sharks do so we don't know if if this thing's being reptile they might if if they're aquatic reptiles well they would then lay eggs like turtles you know on the beach or on the shore or something yeah yeah i mean like i said if there's some past evidence of a creature that they seeing now i believe it more but just random creatures uh, it's hard for me to believe but uh yeah. switching gears to uh ufos um let me ask you this what do you think about all the recent stuff that's been going on about the uh pentagon uh acknowledging all the videos and pictures and i think it was about time i i don't see why they don't just put it all in, in you know you know there's they're supposed to be coming out with all this information i just don't know if they already did or where we can actually go and you know uh look at all this stuff yeah, know, but i mean all governments all governments should be should be just saying look this is the stuff we we haven't figured out here's all the videos you know to me they're here you know um i live here by in Vegas, you know, we're, we have Area 51. You can drive. You can almost drive to it. You can't really get close because they'll shoot you. But um, if there's going to be a UFO or some of their planes, they, you know, you can just go to some mountain close by and then wait for them, I guess. You know, people do that. I mean, what I find fascinating is that the uh, the shift in their mentality, because before, a few years ago, if any pilot or anything had some kind of encounter with something, they would immediately deny it and, and or try to find some random excuse if it's birds or it was a balloon or something. Nowadays, right. they, they actually come out and say, we have no idea what that was. Right, which is good. When I went to Roswell, the guy that I was, um, the guy that owned this, this that owns this uh, silo, he was, he's a major, right? But his family, his dad and his grandfather and his grandfather, they all worked on all these silos. So he knew all of them. While I was there, he gave me a tour of the, of the base in Roswell, right? And he was pointing out the buildings where they brought in the, the, the bodies of the, uh, of, of the aliens that they found. You know, he says, well, that building over there, that's where they found them. And then that building over there, that's the, that used to be the hospital where they did the autopsy. And he told me that a, the son of a friend of his was, uh, took the call when, when the, um, when the army called to get, uh, the caskets, they wanted child, child size, uh, hermetically sealed or, uh, you know, caskets you could hermetically seal child size and they took some um to an, uh, i can't remember the name of the air force base i can i can ask him uh but they they split them up they didn't all go to the same place yeah you the know? uh the whole the roswell incident is very interesting because no matter what you believe you gotta admit something strange happened for for so many things to come out later and right and so many different stories that don't kind of blend in with each other so I, I believe something did happen. I actually, I mean, I'm on the side that there was actually a UFO crash. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, and and then if you if you if you uh, um, read this Bob Lazar, you know he took Bob Lazar owns one of the silos around Roswell. We went to to the entrance of it, you know, and he also showed me the the road where you know, that you take, the dirt road that you take to go to the ranch where the UFO fell, but it was close because of COVID. Otherwise, we would have been, I would have gone there and took some pictures. Um, but Bob Lazar, if you looked at all his his videos, um, you know, he tells you the, the, uh, the area S4, which is on the other side of the mountain from, from Area 51. Um, that's where they keep nine UFOs that the U.S. government has captured and brought there for for um, reverse engineering, and you know he was telling them that the stuff that they find they apply to their planes now, so that's why some of the the you know really advanced uh, jets that the U.S. has look like UFOs because they're using technology or ideas from these things. You know, so it'd be nice to, I mean, if the best thing to do is, is, I mean, he probably hates everybody by now, but I would really like to interview Bob Lazar, you know. I think after he came on the Joe Rogan podcast, it's going to be impossible for anybody else to interview him. He's yeah. A, I think he's over it. He's done his last, I think he's. I've yeah, he, he can't give, he can't bring anything new, right? Yeah. Unless he actually points out the, the actual door in on a map that you know or or on google earth about where this s4 is because when you look at, at when you look at, at google earth you can find um area 51 there's the airport and there's everything but then when you look for the area where s4 is supposed to be of course google you know erases that so it just looks like there's nothing there yeah Bob Lazar is very i, I mean that his whole story is very interesting I've always yeah. en- I've always enjoyed it, and then after a few years, he I mean for I don't know how many years he he had he he disappeared pretty much, and then he appeared mm-hmm. again on the on that podcast, a Joe Rogan podcast. I was just like I can't, I mean I forgot how how interesting his story was, and the fact that right. a, a few some things that he talked about back in the eighties came out to be mm-hmm. true, correct. When, when at the time nobody knew anything about it's kind of. I mean, you gotta give him some credit. So it's oh yeah, exactly, exactly. And and uh, George Knapp, who was uh, who's a reporter or was a reporter here in Vegas, he did a whole investigation with him, and and they they uh, uh, you know corroborated all the stuff he was saying. Like for example, he went I th- he went to I can't remember the name of the university that he went to and where he worked. And he and they found proof that he did work there. But then when they called the company, the company says, "No, we weren't. He was never here." You know, even though they found out that he did. So I can see the the government trying to erase him from he from their records. You know, to do some some um, you know keep keep him from from damaging whatever it is that they're trying to hide. I'm surprised that he was able to say as much as he did and not disappear, you know? One thing that I find interesting is that back in the, whenever it was 70s or 80s, whenever he first came out about it, he mentioned that uh, Element 115 
And they denied it all the way up until uh, when was it? Uh, I want to say maybe uh, just a few years ago, actually. Um, they came out and they finally said, "Hey, look, this Element 115 is real, and we we've been able to come out with it." But right. he was talking about it way back then already. Right. Yep. So that, that well, that's crazy. Totally to believable, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I guess we can all agree that uh, we we both we all believe aspects of his story. Well, I pretty much believe all his story because, but oh uh, yeah, but he's one of them. He's one of the stories UFO, I guess people that I'm just like he, that gives it credit. I mean, there's a lot of cases that are like really famous, like you, like we were talking about Roswell, or uh, there's another one that I'm top of my head. Oh, the Rendlesham Forest in uh, I think England in the UK. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you heard about that one about when they were uh, no remind me. It's the I one might have, but remember, it's. I think it's the, the nuclear base where they saw a UFO uh, a couple of nights in a row, and then uh, one of the uh, off uh, soldiers there. Uh, I get, I forgot his name. I can't think of his name right now. They actually went out the second night, and then they came up to the uh, to the UFO, and they have the audio recording of him during the uh, when he went up there, and then. Uh, and uh, they have like all the radar and all this uh, stuff and then they have uh years later he uh he had cancer and then the government the the army or whatever ended up paying for all his medical bills because of that apparently from that night he was exposed to right. some kind of radiation so that i'm just like that's pretty interesting isn't that isn't that the one where also the ground was burned or something uh, I think that's the well, the area where that a UFO was, uh, the plants died or something. I think that's the Socorro, New Mexico one with the that police. Oh officer. right, 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 right. Uh, I forgot the. That's where name. they made the movie out of. You know, the guy being abducted, right? Uh, I think so. I'm not too sure about that, but I know I know for sure. I know which one you're talking about. I think mm -hmm. you're talking about the one with the with the they're the lumberjacks. They were cutting wood and then right. That's the one. Yeah, right. that yeah the movie got made out of that one. Uh, was it Fire in the Sky or Yep, or I think it's yep. called. That's the one. But yeah, just cases like that. I'm just like there are a lot of famous cases, and there's some smaller ones. But I don't know if you heard. Did you I've heard about the one about the uh, kids in Africa? I think it was Africa. The little kids that they they saw something. Uh, it was a school of kids in Africa. And they were out. No. They were outside in recess. And then uh, there's, I think there's a documentary about it. It's very, very interesting because apparently these kids saw something land on the outskirts of their school, and then some mm -hmm. uh, some creature they kids said came up to, not up to them, but like outside the the tree line. And then all with all the group of kids uh, ran inside. And then uh, I think I don't know. If it was a weeks later. Uh, a doctor came and talked to them and to, to surprise them all the kids had the same story they none of the kids uh and they all described the same thing and, and they all described that they were being talked to by these creatures but like telepathically it's, right. it's very very interesting if you ever heard about it uh i can't think of i'll name. look it up yeah yeah they even have i think i think there's a documentary about it it's very very interesting mm-hmm yeah. So, so since y'all were talking about all these recent uh, UFOs, what about that that one that just came out with a triangle shaped UFO? Um, I saw oh, that. That was pretty cool. Now, is that a UFO or is that just very advanced uh, jets? So, so that's what I was 
going to ask you guys. I, I want to get you guys' opinion on that. My my cousin in the group chat, he brought up a, a really good point. Um, there is like a flashing light if you watch the video, and it kind of looks like the lights that are on the airplanes. Um, right. Another thing also is that the military does have the the stealth bomber, the, the B-2 spirit, which is triangle-shaped. Um, right. If, if you've seen the, the X-Men movie, it's that triangle-shaped airplane. Yeah, that they yeah. Um, that that plane, it, it could be possible that they caught one of those stealth bombers flying over because from the ground, those aren't you can't see them uh, with a naked eye. So it, it's possible that it could be a stealth bomber, but I want to get you guys' opinion on that. Well, I think it depends on how it was flying, right? Because mm -hmm. if it was flying too low to support itself, you know, then it's more of a UFO than a plane. Because I don't care how big or how shape, what shape you are, at least with our technology, you have to be flying at a certain speed for the, for you to be able to sustain the weight. You yeah. Know? But if you're going really, really slow, unless you're a helicopter, you're gonna come crashing. Yeah. So if it was if it was uh, too slow, then it's a UFO. Yeah. What about you, Carlos? What do you think? I mean, I, I, is it the one that's? I think they're using a uh, night vision goggles or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, the uh, the Pentagon came out and said that the video is real. So I mean, I, I don't know if you, you're going to believe the Pentagon or not. I guess it all depends if you believe them or not. I mean, it supposedly it was taken on t uh, from the from the carrier from a U.S. military's carrier boat ship, whatever, from the deck. Mm -hmm. So they're recording right. it. So they're saying they don't know what it is, and the Pentagon says they don't know what it is. So I mean, it, it, I guess it all depends on who you believe. If you want to believe the Pentagon, uh, I you know if if the Pentagon is is you know putting out videos where their jets are showing the UFOs, I don't see why this would be any different. I mean, why not believe them? You know, if I mean the normal thing would would say, yeah, that's how, that's one of ours, and not tell you the truth. You know, but there's a lot of videos from um, from the International Space Station and all that where you can look down and see these things flying below, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm sure you've seen those where there, there's one video you can find where you see this light, right, below the space station. You can see this light moving across and all of a sudden it, it makes like a 90 degree turn and just leaves at super speed. And then this ray of light comes right after it as if it was being shot at. That is pretty amazing. Yeah. And there's a lot of them like that. There's a yeah I've seen a, I've seen a few that are pretty pretty interesting uh, from the, from the stations, and uh, mm -hmm. the one, I saw one where some they saw something fly by the Earth, and they immediately cut away, which was kind of interesting. Why would they do that? It was because they're under orders to do that. Yeah, but I'm, I'm sure they are. If they was legit, that's probably why. But I mean, right. it, it just makes you. It just brings you more to your attention. Like, why would they do that? If it was nothing and there's nothing out there, they shouldn't be doing that. But the fact that they do it, it kind of, like, lights, like, I don't know. It's just interesting. Well, you know, there's, there's, uh, I mean, if you were working in the government, what would make you keep this from the public, you know? And, and you know, the obvious thing is as well, it, it goes against, uh, most people don't believe it, right? 
And so what would happen? Well, a lot of say, well, there's going to be panic. I don't understand why there would be, you know. Um, I think by now everybody's used to at least because of all the, the sci-fi movies that have come out. And of course, all these UFO videos that have been coming out. I mean, I think we can all know that nobody would go and panic if they say, yep, you know, they're here. What they're not going to tell you is whether they're actually working with them. That would be a shock, but not not a not a super shock. But it's more like confirmation of what we sort of know that we know they're already doing. You know, yeah. I think um, it, that would be the next level, right? I think uh, your 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 mind you're already made up that they're real. They've been here, whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I but 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 we but what we don't know. That would be nice is, are they really working with them or not? You know, I can see that, you know, Bob Lazar tells you, hey, we got some UFOs that they, that we got. I can, I can totally believe all that. Uh, it would be nice to get confirmation that whether there's a, uh, they, they, that there's a, um, that they're working together. That would be the next level, you know. That they're working together and then what is it that they're working on you know what are you guys working on and of course the stuff that you find out there is like well we let them take humans for their research and then they don't shoot us and kill us <laughs> you know I mean, so I, so what's the uh, so so now we're just food to them that's why they have the 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 cow mutilations right they're eating cows i mean what what are you gonna you're not gonna investigate that they're just eating the darn cows uh, but if you have the, you know, I read a, an article where there's supposed to have been a, a, a group of like 10, I'm going to call them soldiers, but, you know, just, just government trained people that have gone on a, a UFO back to their planet to do, you know, research, investigate, whatever. And then at some point they're supposed to come back, you know, Um we just need to know for sure, right? That would be the next level. You know how there's like levels of contact, you know, first is you see things and then it's like, uh, now you see them and then the next contact is you talk to them and then, okay, now we're part of the Federation of Planets. I don't know. <laughs> you know but that's, that's actually not that crazy to think about either because there was that Israeli uh, official who came out saying that he... He he knows that there is a federation out there, and that Donald Trump, when he was president, knew about it. So mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's 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 something that we won't know until it happens, but it, it is a right. possibility. I think they're gonna they're they. I mean, me being hopeful, right? I think they're trying to get everybody used to the idea that that's the case, and that's why they're they're letting all this information out now. You know, because you can sue them all day long and they, they don't have to give you anything. They can say, oops, it burned and that's it. Yep. Well, my but, there are, but there are leading, they are letting out all this, you know, hopefully, right? I mean, they're letting some out. They're, they're you know, these uh, videos where they're admitting that, yeah, this is not one of ours. I mean, that's a good step in the right direction. Uh, I think they're going too slow on purpose. I mean, too slow for me. But I think they're slowly leaking or letting, 
more of what they have to the general to the general public to get everybody used to the idea slowly to to say yeah you know they've been here you know and they kind of keep coming here and, and then what happens is your history the history that we learned in school right it's not it you know you have all the megalith stuff that's 12,000 13,000 years old um but you know you're supposed to be just what cavemen by then no I don't believe that we were cavemen 13 years ago. I think there were, you know, advanced enough civilizations back then, and something did uh, did happen. I'm I'm reading. I just finished reading a book um, that puts together all of this stuff. You know, this it's called you know Search for the Ancient Lands or something. I'll 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 send you the. Oh wait, right here, The Missing Lands by Freddy Silva. Uh, uncovering Earth's pre-flood civilization, and he goes through the flood stories from around the world, right? And what he's saying is that the reason that all of these ancient peoples were so focused on on the stars mm -hmm. is because they were aware of a cycle that the Earth was every like twenty-five thousand years or something like that. Earth goes through this. Um, cloud of asteroids and it was in one of these instances that big huge asteroids actually fell on earth and that's what caused the big flood not just in the middle east it was actually worldwide which but the aliens or the people that were there before warned them about them and prepared and so that they could prepare for it so we still don't know if how how they built those huge megalithic structures, but apparently they were built to survive this huge flood, so that the knowledge that they um, uh, you know carved on the stones would survive, and and they needed to be huge, otherwise the waves would destroy everything. Um, and so he's you should you guys should really buy it. I mean, whoever listens to this podcast, you know, it's called the Missing Lands by Freddie Silva. You guys, I think everybody needs to, to read this, you know? Yeah. If everything's put in, put in perspective and it tells you how all of this, all of this from New Zealand to, to the, uh, um, you know, the Hopi Indians, to Egypt, to China, to the, uh, to the South America, and all of these people created the same kind of megalithic buildings around the world and with peru and 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 the andes and all that stuff you can see how whoever came after did not have the same technology or knowledge of how to build with mega you know the same way that the guys previously did it's like uh, you can see smaller rocks on top of the megalithic walls and then even worse um ways of building on top of that so you can see that they were already there and they and in fact they tell you all these pipe you know we these things were there when we went there and then the that uh, what's the name of the pigma uku or okay, i remember that um there's this site that was uh, completely covered in dirt and stones and they're and they're just um uh, they uncovered it and they're thinking that it was covered and uh, in dirt and rocks to protect it from 
all these floods and all the, the, the stuff that they were told was going to happen with the asteroids hitting Earth so that it would survive. Really interesting book. You guys should get it. Yeah, it sounds very interesting. Um, I, all of that makes sense, though. All the pyramids and all the all the stuff that they they built all over the world. Um, mm -hmm. it, it makes sense that like it, they, right. they had to have built it for something, and this exact same structure all over the world. Um, they, something had to have happened that made everyone all over the world where they had no communication with one another. Right, uh, they made the same structures in order to. It it, it just makes sense. I I don't know how yeah. else to put it. You know, I uh, I want to go see all these sites myself. You know, it's, yeah. it's just you just gotta go do that. So let me ask you this: the uh, you said you were uh, writing a, a, a movie, right? Yeah. Uh, is it gonna be just about aliens, UFOs, or is it about all all like? I'm I'm trying to produce it. You know, so I don't want to give my ideas away yet, even though the script is is um, is copyrighted. Mm -hmm. The idea is not, so somebody can go out and you know. Okay. Yeah. No. No. I mean, I understand. Else. Is it more like a documentary yeah. or is it like an actual? No. Movie? No. 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 It's it's gonna take. Um, I mean, it's not about bigfoot okay i'm gonna just use the bigfoot idea to give you to give you an idea of what i'm doing okay let's say i'm taking the mystery of bigfoot right and i'm wrapping it around uh, uh issues to of today where for example uh a scientist or, or or the main character or whatever he is sent to the area where bigfoot's supposed to to live, but of course he doesn't believe in any of that stuff. And then somehow he gets lost or, and then he starts finding the clues of the actual Bigfoot and then boom, he finds them, right? But we already, but I'm using research from all these different um, areas or, 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 or groups or individuals or stories or whatever of Bigfoot. And I'm just going with, this is real. And I'm just putting that in the film. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's sort of, sort of like, like, uh, what's this, what's this, uh, uh, other film, the, um, uh, oh my God, what's the name of this other movie? Where he, where, where the, the, the author did the same thing, but, but then he was using the, the, the cup of Christ and the church, and he, he mixed politics of the church with oh, financial, uh, the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's it's similar in like the Da Vinci Code in that sense, right? You take a mystery and then you 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 wrap it up in stuff that you know politics, like he did, and stuff like that. Absolutely. Sounds good, man. Sounds interesting. Yeah, I have a I have a producer looking at it. He's supposed to be reading it this weekend. Uh, I already talked to him about it, and he says, "Well, you sold me on it. I love it." Um, and I said, let's make sure you love it. Uh, I sent him the script and, you know, once he's, he tells me he loves it after he reads the script, then um, he's already asked me to work on a pitch deck, which basically is the information that you would pr present to investors. Yeah. And, um, but then with his support, you know, because he's already sold on it because he says, hey, Marco, when I was a kid, I used to love, you know, the stuff I'm writing on since I was a kid. 
and he really liked my the the stuff that I was explaining to him. He'd already he he said, "Well, you, you've done really good research, and you know I applaud you." So he's he likes my research. He likes the concept of the story. Um, it's a it, you could say it's an adventure action fling, uh, flick. So if uh, if everything goes well, then because he's already working on other projects before mine, you know. He said, I, I will be able to get to you by December, but if if he likes the script, this, you know, hopefully he'll call me tomorrow or the next this week or whatever. Then I have enough time to work on the on the pitch deck and then he'll be and send and send it to him and then he can start working, you know, showing that to his investors because he's been doing that for 40 years. You know, he's he he raised $40 million for whatever projects he's working on right now. And because there's so many, there's projects before mine, then I'm at the end of the line, so to speak. So I'm, I wouldn't, he wouldn't start working specifically on mine uh, until November or December. But I'm okay with that. As long as we were moving forward, I'm okay with it. Uh, this is a script that I worked with um, a mentor. She's, I've known this, uh, this lady for about five years. She used to work in development for Warner Brothers. So what she doesn't do the work for me, but she will read what I write and give me notes on it. And then I'll just polish it, you know, and then once she says it's good, then it's good to go. And, and then I can just start seeing who like, who would like to uh, help me make it come to life. Yeah. Especially right now, the, uh, the whole Pentagon releasing stuff and confirming stuff. I think people are very interested in the subject. So I, th I think it's a great time to release a movie like that or... or uh... And here's the thing, in, in the stuff that I'm mentioning in this, in this film, there's an inbuilt audience already of people who have been trying to figure out what this mystery is. So, and, and I told him that and he, and he agreed. So, and that's one of the things that investors look for is like, how am I gonna get my money back, right? And not just make my money back, but a little bit more because of the risk that I'm taking and giving you all this money. So you have to be able to show how you're going to make that money back and more, which is fair. You know, we, we, you don't want to, you don't want to have, um, uh, people, you know, losing their money because then they won't want to try to help you or fund you again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but, but I think we have a, I think we have something that's going to be interesting to them. And um, if we get the right, the right actors, blah, blah, blah. But again, without the money, you don't get the right team. So hopefully this guy will do what he does best and raise enough money to attract the right level of directors and actors and all that stuff and, uh, and get it done. Sweet. Sounds good. Hopefully wish you all the best, all the luck. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the one thing that I will tell you that I can tell you is that I involved the Vimanas in, in the film. Mm -hmm. And you know what those are, right? Yeah. The flying machines, right? Yeah. Yeah. From India. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds man. Sounds so I do mix that in, even though it's not all about them, but I mix it in there. Hey, you can take all the liberties you want because nobody knows the truth anyways. Well, no, no, but see, in my research, let me tell you something. Um, I want to tell you what, what this, there's a, there's a temple 
that I can't pronounce in India, but the temples there, I can I can send you the name and I can send you the link so you can read it. The the this thing is like eight thousand years old. It has several vaults in the in their basement, you know. And about ten years ago, the the local government decided, like, hey, we need to open this up and see what's in there. And they opened the vaults, and it was like your literal pirate treasure, right? Coins, gold, gems. It's actually uh, worth about one point three trillion dollars. the The interesting thing is, is that there's one vault, Vault B, that they were not only not able to open, but then they didn't dare to open it because it's cursed. Uh, why do they know it's cursed? Um, because the guy who suggested to open it died a month after he suggested opening it. Um, it's made of uh, of metal. It has these snakes on the front. You know, it looks like really ominous. There's a picture of the thing. Um, apparently, the only way to open it is through a chant of some kind, but there's nobody alive that knows how to pronounce it the right way for this thing to open, right? Um, and in my film, I take that piece of real reality, because that thing exists, and I'm making the assumption that the reason that there's a Vimana behind those doors. So, yeah, that sounds, uh, yeah, I've heard about the Vimanas and all that back mm -hmm. in the, was it in their texts from the past? I, I mean, I'm not too uh, educated on that, but I mean, it's very interesting. The uh, thing is that Mahabharastra or something, I mean, just put Vimanas, India, and you'll get it. And this, and, and the night, and the, here's the thing about the Indian Vimanas or Indian UFOs. Um, this book has detailed information on how to make them, has, uh schematics of what they look like inside and apparently it has formulas metal for to make the metals to build the things but of course they're using words even back then that they don't understand what the what metal they're talking about because of the words they're using because it's a very old old language but they're so detailed and, and here's the other thing also and, and you can google this there's an area um in, in India that the ground was crystallized, like like sand was fused. And of course, the sand is fuses when you have a nuclear blast. So, you know, I mean, you have the books, you have the physical, you know, proof. And then some of their temples apparently were built in the shape of the ships they saw. That's why they have so weird some of these temples look so weird because they were looking like the ships that were flying around that they were looking at. Yeah, the uh, the the stories around the world about UFOs uh, and everybody what they've seen and stories in like their literature or paintings or whatever are very right. interesting. The fact that right. it, that a lot of cultures around the world have seen similar things it's very very interesting. And I was going to ask you uh, before we head out guys we've been going yeah. for an hour um do you have a because i usually ask all the people i talk to do they have do you have a personal story that like a ufo story maybe you saw one or whatever or do you know somebody no i'm i'm working on that I, i've gotten more more lucky with the with the orbs and the 
the the spiritual stuff than with UFOs, but I'm still looking for my own UFO story. It's funny you say that because uh, the, uh, the majority of people that I talk to, and it's very surprising to me, is that they all have some kind of story, whether it's them or they have a family or they know somebody. And it's always one of the two. The person either well, has... Well, I, I do have a family member. Um, my cousins that live now in, in, in Cancun, uh, they saw a swarm of of ufos in mexico city was that so i'm like one level away from actually seeing them you know but they they filmed a swarm of them well do they uh, uh you said they filmed it i think they filmed it i, I can ask them to see if they still have it because they use their cell phones mm -hmm. oh it was recent no no uh, i'm thinking three or four years ago okay oh that's that's still fairly recent though yeah That'd be very interesting to see. Yeah, if you Google if you Google uh, UFOs in Mexico, because Mexico doesn't have a problem in keeping anything secret regarding UFOs, you're going to find a whole bunch of more stuff that way than trying to get anything from the U.S. government. And there's a bunch of UFOs that, that go in and out of the, the volcano, the Popocatépetl. Yes, I've heard of that. In and out all the time, you know. It's funny how they, uh, there's a lot of uh, stories of uh, UFOs going in, in and out of water, in and out of mountains, in and out of volcanoes. Mm -hmm. And it's very uh, common, apparently, which is right. interesting. It also makes you think maybe they're already here under the ocean or inside the earth or something. But that's that's what I'm saying. You know, they, they would be smart enough to to know how to hide themselves, right? Or to show themselves as, you know, at certain times, you know, whatever their agenda is, you know, I mean, maybe we, you know, maybe we are genetic experiments from aliens. So who knows what the ultimate long-term goal is, um, you know, but, but like I said, you know, all the stuff that you see through history, I believe it more than the last 10 years with CGI stuff and everybody making up stuff on the internet. You know, because you know it's a lot of the stuff is fake. But when you see the painting of, of a UFO in some rocks in Australia that were done thousands of years ago and they look like the grace or they look like your typical spaceship, right? Then you know people having seen all these things forever, since we were men probably. So <laughs> that's why I, 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 don't, I don't have a clue. And here's here's the other thing. I think the best proof that aliens exist is us. Because if we are possible, if we were able to evolve into human beings, thinking human, why couldn't it happen somewhere else? You know, I think the distances prevent us from visiting other planets because we don't have the technology yet to, to, to know, first of all, where, where are they? Even if we did know, even if we could go at warp speed factor nine, where do you go? Right, but but they gotta be out there. We it's 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 the same thing as you know, uh, the sun revolves around the earth. Well, no, you know you could get killed back in the 1500s for saying that the earth was the one moving around the sun and not the other way around. And right now, I think it's the same idea where we're saying we are the only intelligent species in the whole universe. Come on, not. That's not happening. It's I, not like the, I think the I like the fact that I think that mentality is changing because a lot of people are 
are you can ask them and whether they believe they've been here or not is one thing but if you ask them is there alien life out somewhere in the universe i think the majority of people are going to say yeah there has to be something out there we can't be the only ones here i think that that mindset has changed over the years well i, I would like to think that at least half of us know that and the other half don't want to accept it because they're too much into religion and it would break their their minds their mind set about how the world works you know it's like you know what what what's what's uh did god create man or did god just you know well now you got three choices right either god created man or the aliens made us or evolution and chemistry just happened because if you also look at 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 uh, you know some of the bio, biology books or whatever, um, back when there was no no life, no microbes or, or anything, you had a uh, the, the the oceans and the, the 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 rivers or whatever they were full of of you know uh, chemicals that with electric electrical electricity from lightning you know they created cells you know life could be just a chemical reaction think about all the 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 microbes that were quote unquote dead from millions of years ago or the worms or whatever that they're reviving now from forty thousand years ago well were they really dead maybe they weren't really dead maybe life is just a chemical reaction you put the right stuff together and pff, there it goes again well, uh, uh, let's finish it there. I appreciate you doing this. I know it was, uh, we had a little trouble at the beginning, but I would I would love to have you back because we definitely got to discuss when this uh, UFO countdown ends. We'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. It's going to be very interesting what happens. Yeah. Do, do you, does anybody know when they're supposed to put all this stuff out in the public uh, or if they uh, did already? Apparently it was a hundred and they had a hundred and eighty or hundred and ninety days. And I think right now they're like at one twenty. So maybe okay. maybe June, uh, middle of June, end of Ju uh, start of July, we should have a, mm -hmm. an answer for sure, and uh, hopefully we uh, we get more stuff like the stuff they've been releasing lately. And I would yeah. Now is that going to be like a website that the government puts out that everybody can sign on or? So there's actually there's actually a website that you can go to. It's uh it's where they release all the um documents, all the FBI documents, and all that stuff. Um, there's a lot oh, of interesting so, stuff on there. You just go on there. It's stuff that was classified at one point, and then they switched it over to unclassified. It's all going to be on there. Okay. Uh, one, once all that information comes out, I'll look for for. I'll get on the website. I'll look for that information. I'll I'll put it in a group chat or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. That'd everyone. be cool. I think either way, if they come out with very interesting stuff, you you're going to be able to see it. They're going to be talking about it everywhere. So, but I mean, right. ho hopefully, we get some good stuff out of this. Oh yeah, that'll be that'll be very cool, and and I think uh, if there's uh, I, I I don't know who collects the stuff in other countries, but I think it would be worth it to to find out and maybe put like everything from around the world into one website. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. Mm -hmm. But I, I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully everything works out with your film. It sounds very interesting. Thank uh, you. Uh, however, we can support you, promote you. However, I mean, we're not. Big. I'm happy to tell you guys. You know, uh, I'm not on a public podcast. You know, as long as you keep it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. But I think you like it. Yeah, hopefully. 
I I hope everything works out, and uh, if if everything works out for you, we'll definitely be watching it for sure. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you have a the, good night. All right. And, uh, all right. Thank you, guys. Thank yeah, you. no problem, Marco. Thank you. Uh -huh. Bye.